0: once again to another episode of Does Machines, the Tastical Conversational Podcast. You know me, I'm the guy that talks to everybody, John Bernardo. Um, this is starting a little bit different. You usually don't have me doing somewhat of an intro, we just usually go straight into the conversations. But with uh, this upcoming episode being a little bit on the shorter side, I wanted to take this opportunity to just Talk to the people that have supported me over the last twenty one to twenty two weeks. So this just basically started out of me just wanting to talk to people and have an excuse to talk to cool people. um, You know, by having a show to do it with, and you know, topics are endless. I just want us to be nerdy about whatever we're talking about, and as long as there's passion involved, there's no limit on what you can see, and you've seen that with the different conversations we've had. So. Yeah, so this is uh, would be week 22, and uh, I have yet to miss an episode, so feeling pretty good about that. Um, I've also just released last Wednesday uh, a limited run series podcast with one of my previous guests, Josh Delaney, uh, the back, the backlog episode, where we are, it's called The Endless Obsession. And we are going through every album from the progressive metal band Between the Buried and Me, uh, which is one of my all-time favorite bands. So we're listening to each album and dissecting it every episode. So that's something. uh, It's been a lot of fun. Josh has been, you know, we have this chemistry that we never knew we would have together. So it's just been blowing up uh you know people are loving this show and and i hope people that listen to that show come here and i hope if you have any interest in that band you go over there and check it out just search for the endless obsession on your podcast service of choice i will link it here in the note description and um that's really all i wanted to say thank you so much uh if you want to go on any of your podcast platforms and just throw a review one star two star three star four star five star doesn't matter uh, remember to follow uh, me on instagram at does machines and on twitter at john s bernardo so here we are again with mr kevin eastman the co-creator of the ninja turtles I was given another opportunity to speak to him, uh, a part two, if you will, and I couldn't pass up that offer. Uh, Kevin is one of the most genuine people I've spoken to, in the in this industry. Not that I've spoken to that many, but um, th- one of the most genuine people I've met. You know, he's always been uh, someone I've looked up to just because of who what he created. Uh, you know, I love the turtles. And it's always a pleasure to talk to him, he is so easy to talk to, you don't feel like you're ever in his way or wasting his time, he enjoys talking with people who are passionate um, about Turtles and, and everything about his career. And it's been a hell of a career. Um, I definitely feel like I got some interesting information out of Kevin on this episode. And I really feel like you're going to need to listen to it to catch those things. I don't want to give it away too early, but check it out. Um, There are some visual things that you will be missing in the audio version of this because it was we did have a video interview. I will put up the video version on the Instagram page uh, at some point in the next week or two. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we pointed out the vintage puzzle that I got. Uh, we were talking about the NECA figures, McFarlane figures, all all this kind of stuff. The, the guy loves his freaking toys, um, and, and I, I love I love his all the toys and all the stories sees creating too. What else is new? Um, yeah, I, I made a TikTok because I just want to make stupid videos. I don't do a lot of stuff on there, but uh, you can find that at Does Underscore Machines on TikTok at. It's, um, I'm a freaking loser on that. I just obtained the Red Ranger helmet, uh, from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and it is one of my favorite little nerdy things I have to add to my collection. Um, book-wise, I am finally taking the plunge on Ikira. Um, I'm reading volume one, halfway through it. I'm hoping to finish it by this week. It's something I've been putting off for a while, uh, and I picked up some other books too. Um, I got monsters which i've heard is amazing it's a sort of like a political uh, drama and it's I, from what i heard it was a rejected story for marvel uh, i got fist of the north star um uh, which is apparently really good i haven't read it yet and along with some other manga i got um the remaining volumes of The Way of the House Husband. You remember that episode where we talked about that? Uh, that was a blast, so I had to pick those up. And I got um, Delicious in Dungeons, which I heard was Dungeons and Dragons, but what they find, they eat. Uh, that, that That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I don't know, man. There's just it, It's been surreal. Again, thank you guys for listening. I don't want to keep blabbing on. I talked to Kevin Eastman a few days ago from this recording, and... Yes, like I said earlier, I love talking to Kevin Eastman. I will talk to him any chance I get. So if you like Turtles, if you like comic books, if you like cool guys, you're going to like this episode. So this is me and Kevin Eastman, part two, Secret of the U's. Hey! Hey! How's it going, Kevin? Good morning. Awesome. Look at that puzzle up there. I can see that old school puzzle up there. I actually, turtles. I just got that this weekend at a flea market. I had that puzzle when I was a kid, and I saw it. I had to get it. I don't know if I'll ever build it, but it just like <laughs> I saw it. I had yeah. to get it.
1: Oh, I love it. I, listen, I especially love the old stuff, um, the classic. You know, first couple of years of Turtles, that stuff was so much fun, and the fact that they're still doing toys and new toys, and uh, especially love the Neca toys. They've been really.
0: Oh my god! Fun. Yeah, I got uh, the Neca ones right there, and. Yay! <laughs> the the quality of those is absolutely insane i i can't believe how good those look Agree, yeah, totally agree did you have uh do they reach out to you for any of the neca related inquiries or anything like that
1: yeah we've done um over the years i've done different things with neca um especially back in the early days when they um, jumped in and did the original turtles that were based on the comic book mm-hmm. super fun I, uh, we did signings with them and events and and uh they did the black and white version of those um right. yeah but, uh, um so we've gone back and forth on a on a bunch of stuff and and you know without any spoilers, you know maybe we'll be doing more in the future
0: oh so, okay, uh, that doesn't <laughs> have <laughs> <a> to <lot laughs> do with, with any of these books back here, Would it
1: oh I don't know let me see I don't know you never know
0: no you never know They're
1: pretty pretty creative over there so
0: <laughs> have you have you seen um some of the custom work that people are trying to do in it and, and waits for the neck of stuff,
1: it blows my mind, you know, because I, I think it's just uh, the coolest thing ever. So, uh, you know, I'm as a child, you know, model builder and you know, all that kind of stuff, and and big action figure collector, it's like you know, a whole house is top to bottom is full of everything you can imagine. Um, but no, I love the, the people that do the um, uh, homemade ones. I'm thinking that popped into mind immediately was. Some artist, and I wish I could remember his name, he actually did the whole cast of The Walking Dead um, as turtle figures. And so he, oh wow! You know, so it was like so Daryl, and it was just phenomenal. So I, I do, I love that stuff, and I've got a couple of figures over there that fans have sent me. Uh, um, so no, I, I think that stuff is awesome.
0: It, it is insane what people can do with it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just wanted to come one more time. I saw one uh someone turned leo into the last ronin and the way they took the picture it looked like it was uh shot on the set of a live action movie that's how good it looked <laughs> uh, it's crazy how far we've come because now you see playmates re-releasing some of the old figures as well and you can see where we've come from and it's it's insane
1: yeah no and, and playmates has just been a champion all you know we just loved working with them from the very earliest days all the way through to uh um just doing some new stuff with them now and they're all they're always uh they, they're great and it's um but it is funny that you know uh, about a minute ago not to take anything away from playmates i adore of
0: course I think
1: that half of our house is all playmates toys <laughs> i love that uh when neca first came out with the turtles movie the first movie figures mm-hmm. and somebody took a photo of them that looked like a sewer set in the background and i thought oh that's from the movie and i yeah. looked closer and i was like Holy smokes. That's the toys. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're fantastic. But I do, I'm a big toy I've got, you know, there's shelves like this and probably really every form of a house, including bathrooms that have action figures.
0: What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say, I guess, out of everything, out of every figure you're, you have, whether it's TMNT or not related, what would be your, your prize possession out of all those figures that the one, the golden ticket? Well, it's, it's, a tough one because it is um, um, there's so many
1: of them, and, you know, say you know, for Turtles, you know, I, I, some of the original, um, like the um, uh, Android Crang with the crank okay. in the belly, the full-size one, that's one of my favorites from the earliest days. I love the, the Strack Track Turtles, um, the Universal City, Universal Studios Monster Turtles and those kind of things. But um, you know, really, thanks to um, artists like um, Todd McFarlane and what he did and how he changed our entire, our entire for the entire toy universe mm-hmm. with the quality and the stuff that he produced. And then everybody that's fell in you know, with that, you know, from sideshow to uh, uh, things. And so it's like there's you know, like upstairs, my wife's got a beautiful she um sideshow thing we've got. Great. Um, you know, I've got the McFarlane Daryl on the motorcycle um, shooting the zombies, in one of the McFarlane huge bus maquettes and just every other toy. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine one of the rings toys
0: yeah like no. it's good now now we have grown-up money to spend on things like this yes exactly <laughs> and no one right. could stop us right <laughs> you you mentioned uh, you mentioned a few crossovers in there um whether it's within toys or books you know we obviously we've seen the power rangers the batman ghostbusters and as well uh star trek um some of the toy ones with hockey and baseball and then halloween I guess out of everything, maybe we keep it towards a franchise. What would, what would have been the favorite franchise crossover that you've experienced? And is there a franchise that has yet to be crossover that you would love to?
1: You know, first thing that comes to mind, honestly, is uh, big trouble in little China. <laughs> it's, it's just so perfect. It was one of those, and uh, that, that particular movie was, um, I, I created this character, he and I created this character called Casey Jones um, in the Raphael One Shot, which I think was in came '85. Mm-hmm. And I believe Big Trouble in Little China came out in '86. And I just have to tell you that from the time I saw Jack Burton in Big Trouble in Little China, I always wrote Casey Jones from that point on with what would Jack Burton do. Um, oh. but I would love to see a um, definitely a big trouble in Little China uh turtles <laughs> crossover. <laughs> that would be great. And command, yeah. I love command. I was a big fan of uh Jack Kirby's Commandy from the DC period. And that was uh, the first movie I ever saw at the theaters was Planet of the Apes. And Commandy was pretty much that kind of take Jack Kirby's take on that universe. And I always thought that would be also not only for uh, comics, uh, but also toys.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I just recently started seeing the, I guess, I guess it's canceled. The, it was supposed to be a He-Man turtles crossover. And I and I've seen the work that James uh, Tyrion was doing on that. Uh, it's it's insane, like what Fantastic. they what they showed Shredder uh, mixing with Skeletor, and I, I don't remember which turtle was, but mixing with the He-Man powers. Did did you know anything about that or what happened with that story?
1: I'm not sure what happened um, behind the scenes. I know mm-hmm. that there was um, both because I'm a huge, huge, huge James Tyrion uh, fan and. And of course, Freddie Williams is my good buddy. We share the same birthday, um, which is awesome. <laughs> but, um, but I worked with Freddie and you know, certainly we worked together um, to an extent on the Batman Turtles crossover that went for three three series and worked. I worked a lot directly inside the series on on five. And I know that that was something that Freddie was, um, both James and Freddie were super excited about um, mm-hmm. doing the Turtles uh, crossover. And, um, and, and I think there was just, it's one of those, um, won't know the whole story but it was a company something happened that it wasn't allowed to go forward which was to everybody's frustration i think for a lot of fans that were excited to see it,
0: (laughs) well do you think uh with these sketches kind of coming out and getting this popularity and the new he-man show coming out do you think there's a chance that it might get attention drawn to it maybe the companies would work something out that,
1: that could be, that could be, that's very possible. And, and I think that sometimes um, like you hit the nail on the head is sometimes if they're launching a new series, like the new Netflix um, series uh, with E-Man and, and that stuff, sometimes they sort mm-hmm. of go like, well, let's put some of these other things on pause and sort of put the focus on this series. So that might've had a big factor because certainly the timeliness would be right where, um, you know, it takes a couple of years to, to produce the material. Of course. Show, so maybe that, that would be, something that we can circle back to. And I hope they, I hope they do because I know uh, Freddie's very passionate. Both James and Freddie are
0: very passionate. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And their work on the Batman Turtle series, first off, I never knew a more perfect pairing of two franchises. And that, (laughs) that first one alone uh, was was great. Is, do you, do you think that they're going to continue more in that universe, continue to grow that? Because I feel like that's really popping.
1: Well, it was, it was awesome. I think that they, Even they were surprised. We were all thrilled Mm -hmm. that the first one happened, and everybody was even more thrilled and surprised by the um, fan response to it, and allowed us to do the second one, and then that again popularity allowed us to do the third one. And so I thought um, uh, James, especially as the the, the main creative um, spearhead of all this stuff, put a put a nice bow on top of the three series. Um, Whether it'll continue, I I, I don't think so. Um, Mm -hmm. It'd be fun, but I think. uh, it was such a great run and I had such a, really enjoyed the series. And when I did the first couple covers for series one. I thought I was getting pumped. Like they're actually gonna put my cover the characters I co-created with Batman on the cover. There's gonna yeah. be, you know, and I was like, it was like, this huge Batman, but you know, uh, uh, Daredevil number one, Batman certainly number two of mm-hmm. my favorite all time comic characters. So it was, it was quite a, quite a geek out moment for me. <laughs>
0: it's and it's great at this far into your career that you can still have those moments. I mean, I'm I'm sure you're humble about it all, but it's insane to think like you've seen how big this franchise that you and Peter created is. So being able to geek out like that, I'm I'm sure it does not get lost on you.
1: No, it, no, I totally that's like a you know, I've been blessed with a I did a Deadpool cover and a Wolverine Power and I did some work on a Conan thing, which you know, I still got my Stanley signed Conan comic up there and so yeah that's uh, the kid in me will never never go away. It's like, uh, <laughs> I still love this stuff so much.
0: I uh, it's it's it, it's nice to see because you know as I continue to get older I'm you know 34 right now I'm never letting go of this stuff you know this is it's kind of created me who I am you know my my passions everything you know a lot of things fall behind these and it it's a different time now than it was uh for my parents and their parents, right? These these types of cultures are a little bit more appreciated. Um, and I think it's because the turtles are just very relatable characters. You know, I, I see myself in each of the brothers, um, not to mention, you know, sometimes your, your friends would be the brothers as well. Did you have a group of friends like this um, that kind of got you into this? Or, or how do you feel like the, the brothers can kind of relate to you in your your young life growing up.
1: Well, it's it's that's a great question because we did, there was a group of us that used to hang out that liked comics comics, um, and uh, um, but we were kind of like all Donatello's sort speak. <laughs> so we were like the, the geeks that had to sit at our own table in the lunchroom. Back when being a geek wasn't you know, wasn't as um, okay.
0: Yeah,
1: sure <laughs> as it is now. Um, but no, I always liked them. Um, that's one of the things I always enjoyed about early. Um, comic books was the camaraderie or the, the family aspect. Whether you're talking the Fantastic Four or um, X-Men or you know Avengers and a lot of these groups, that you would have each person bringing um, a certain power and personality and uh, difference of opinion into the into the group. Whether it be, again a family or the group, it's a kind of a adoptive family, and they would bicker and they would do all this stuff. But it's like. Um, you know, when the chips are down, they needed to focus on one cause, they would all sort of come together and, and solve that mission. And that's what I love is like, you can have differences, but in the end, you need to come together and, and be as, as one uh, to, to make it all work as a as a, um, uh, as a whole. And that's that's what I loved. And I think that, you know, when we got into the Mirage Studio studio and some of the artists that we worked with, we definitely had that kind of camaraderie. With guys were also brought great ideas to the table and we may not uh, always agree, but it was always a, a good time we
0: had. So. Yeah. And then seeing all the, the people that you guys have collaborated with over the 30 plus years, has definitely been amazing to see. Um, I know we're, I know we got to wrap this up. So I just want to throw in uh, at least one last Ronin question because you know, sure. that's what's, that's, what's happening right now. Um, and there is so much I want to ask, but I can't get answered. Um, so I, would, I guess I would say um, a lot of the stuff that, Ben has been doing a great work on 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 the artwork in there. I've noticed in the last issue we had a little cameo from you and Peter. Are there any other is there any other things that we may have missed or other little uh nods uh, to to the to the classics um, that you've appreciated that caught you off guard that you loved?
1: Um you know, it's been what's been great about the the whole last run in series and you know definitely we'll you know um, even though we have to um, move on uh, and as far as this interview goes, come back at the end of the year after we get issue five out and we'll have a more detailed conversation. Um, But there are cameos and there are um, Easter eggs and there's things throughout the whole series. And I've been super thrilled to see the different things that fans have spotted. And it's still Mm -hmm. kind of cool that the things that they haven't spotted yet. Um, But there's a lot more surprises. Um, We're finishing uh, book four Hopefully this week um this morning just a little bit behind um they're just massive undertaking and then we're going straight into issue five to, to make sure it's out before um,
0: well that's fantastic
1: issue five is going to be like, uh, oh, word, like uh, um but um it's 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 been such a great series and the support oh my gosh um, yes and the response has been it's been fantastic so um my, my thanks to everybody that's uh, getting a kick out of it um thank you for your support
0: thank you and to the, and to the team for writing it. I mean, I have not looked forward to a book this much every couple of months. Like we don't have the dates, right? So I, I'm always keeping track on when it's happening and I'm always right there when the shop opens. So thank you for writing it. And it's perfect for people in my group because we grew up with the turtles and this is a great story to tell at, at this time. So, uh, I will definitely take you up on that. (laughs) Come after book five is done, we will talk. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Sorry if we were a little too long, but uh, have a great rest of the day and I can't wait for issue number four.
1: Absolute pleasure, great talking to you. Have a great day as well. Take care, Kev. Cheers, thank you.
0: Thank you, bye.